Hello, hello, and welcome to a somewhat very special episode of Power of the Game. We are going to count this as episode number 52. I am your host, Michael, and I'm here joined, as always, my main man, Taylor. Taylor, how's it going, buddy? Man, I'm doing pretty good. We are not supposed to be here behind these microphones today. We are supposed to be having the week off. But we will be talking about Redfall, the issues people are having with it, the game being in a just not, just in a bad state. All right. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get right into it with our Redfall review roundup. Taylor, we like to go ahead and talk about how sad and depressing this is for everybody. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, sure. Why not? <laughs> And as we always do, you can find sources for everything we're talking about today in the description of this episode. We do that to give out proper credit, and if any listeners want to read further about the topics we cover. As for today's show, we kind of have it broken up, I think, into two or three segments. The first of which being a Redfall Review Roundup. As we always do, when we have a review roundup, we're not going to be going over all the major reviews from all the publishers here we're just taking excerpts from four to five reviews from various publications and discussing our thoughts on the game's overall reception afterwards with that being said here we go with the first review from ign's luke riley who said quote redfall is a baffling baffingly bad time across the board whether playing solo or with a friend or three suffering alongside you. That comes in the wake of Arcane's excellent death loop, the enduringly beloved Prey, and the acclaimed Dishonored series, Honestly Beggar's Belief. Its performance on Xbox Series X is regularly dire, plagued with pop-in, stutters, and a long list of display bugs. It's beleaguered with bodgy AI enemies that struggle to mount a basic defense, choose appropriate cover, or even effectively navigate the world. The one-note mission design recycles and repurposes itself all the way until the anticlimactic final encounter. Button commands break, characters vanish, and the cheap and static story scenes seem woefully unfinished by typical standards. There may be occasional glimpses of competent co-op shooter on display, but otherwise, Redfall is just like a vampire in all the wrong ways. That is, it really wasn't ready for the daylight in this state, and it sucks. IGN gave it a 4 out of 10. For our next review, we have VGC's Jordan Alleman, who said, quote, Redfall is a compelling adventure, with killer combat and an atmospheric setting in which you can easily lose a weekend. Even though it feels watered down by arcane system, syst- ah, systemic standards, it's an ambitious, primarily successful experiment full of narrative nuance and unique ideas. End quote. And VGC gave it a 4 out of 5. We then have Games Radar's review from Sam Loveridge, who said, quote, Redfall is ultimately not up to Arcane's usual standards. It feels rushed, unfinished, and unsatisfying to play. Single player is hampered by a squad-based open-world shooter structure. Multiplayer is held back by odd decisions and decent gunplay. 
is marred by uninspiring mission structures. It's a confusing game, full of contradictions, and the result is unfulfilling. GamesRadar gave it a 2.5 out of 5. And last but not least, we have a review from GameSpot's Mark Delaney. Quote, ultimately, Redfall is a game that should not have been released yet. Its litany of bugs hampers the gameplay loop of exploring its world with friends, and that loop itself feels compromised by elements that are poorly executed and ill-suited to the team implementing them. I can't pretend to know whether Arcane chose to make a loot shooter or was assigned to make a loot shooter, but I can tell you what it feels like one of the best game studios in the world suddenly made Toothless. End quote. And Games... What was this? Games Radar? Or GameSpot, I'm sorry. GameSpot gave it a 4 out of 10. As noted in the reviews we've already talked about, some of the criticisms stem from poor AI, major performance issues, and a game that simply isn't fun to play. Again, I'm talking general consensus here. Not my personal experience with the game. Don't worry, we'll get to that. I haven't gotten a chance to play it. Michael, you have gotten a chance to play it, though. So, first off, let us know your thoughts on the reviews for the game, and did any of these reviews stand out to you? Then, give us your impressions of the game. Yeah, fortunately, unfortunately, I did play the game. Uh, I've been playing it since Monday on the 1st. Um, it came out a little early for Game Pass uh, players, I suppose, or people who at least pre-downloaded the game. Uh, I was greeted. I played on PC, so I didn't have to worry about the 30 frames like on Series X and S. Uh, I was greeted with a 94.4 gigabyte update before I even got a chance to play the game. So that was a great start. So yeah, uh, all these reviews... They're pretty much echoing what I felt is like this whole game is just so disappointing. Like it's not bad. Like we play some bad online only games. Like it's not bad, but it's not that good either. It's just disappointing. It is mid. If there's any time you ever call a game mid, this would be it. Forget Redfall. This is midfall. I've seen people call it Red Fail. I don't think it really failed because it, you know, it, it delivered on playing four-player co-op very jankly, I will admit. Um, I played solo and I played with friends. On my solo missions, I've had so many mid-game loading happen that I thought my game was going to crash. Like it would sit there loading for five to 10, maybe even 15 seconds. And I'm thinking, oh, it's going to crash. And then the game just starts up again. I've had it to where I was stuck on the loading screen for like five or 10 or 15 seconds while my friends were already in the world. Like I would, I would, I would get invited into their uh, game. We will all start together. They would be in the game. They're playing on Xbox. I'm playing on P. No, I have one for who plays on PC and uh, they would get in their games and I'm sitting here on a loading screen, just waiting to jump into the world with them. So they're all stuck because you need all the players to accept the mission, which by the way, only the host player uh, gets any of the benefits of the mission story. So if three people are joining with the host player, none of those three players, they, they get to keep the loot, which is cool, but they don't progress through the story. So when you go back and play by yourself, you got to go through that stuff all over again by yourself, which makes it just a chore to play. Uh, so we've had connection issues to where everybody got booted out of the game because it failed to connect while we're in the middle of a mission which is why I hate always online games. The server took a crap. 
and everybody got booted out. No warning whatsoever. We were just playing. The screen goes black. We're all thinking, oh man, the game crashed or there's a cutscene coming and we all get booted back to the main menu. We had a friend to where one was playing on PC. Well, me and another boy was playing on PC. Someone was playing on Xbox and somebody played it on cloud. The person who was playing on cloud had to wait like five minutes to join our game because the servers were so busy that they couldn't get everybody in at once. And then when the person did get into our game, that lasted for a good 20 minutes, 30 minutes maybe before they got kicked out because I guess the servers were full and we were left without a person in the middle of a mission again. So like it's always online crap and you have to have a Bethesda account, which we had to wait for this person to go and get their Bethesda account because they didn't know they needed one. So just the beginning already was such a hassle to get into a game with friends. Something that was built from the ground up for four players is a chore to get started. And it should not be that way. And on top of that, Taylor, let me tell you, buddy, you and I played plenty of multiplayer games. There's no drop in, drop out uh, gameplay here. You can't do that. You have to be invited by the host player. You can't find your friend on the list. You can find your friend on the list. But when you do, you can't join their game. All you can do is either block them or invite them to a party. That's it. You can't join their games. And it, it's ridiculous that you have to do it that way. Because if this is something that's supposed to be for four players, if this supposed to be something that's multiplayer focused, why is it that you can't just join into a game? Why can't you join into a party? Why do I have to be invited? Why can't I just set an invitation to let me join said host game? Is the, the design of this game. I am bewildered, Taylor. I do not understand what was going on at Arcane uh, Austin. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were doing. The des every design choice is bafflingly bad. From the not just the AI, but the world design, the story structure. Uh, there's no real cutscene. Every cutscene is one of those still images where the camera pans left to right or whatever, and the characters don't actually move. Their mouths for don't move. For COD Zombies fans, what he's explaining is basically what it was at the tail end of the zombie storyline, the Ether zombie storyline, to where they didn't show cutscenes anymore. It was just still images. It was still, yeah, so there's still that's images. That's an example of that, that popped yeah. in my head. And, and it's terrible because you see all those trailers where the animation looks so good and the characters are expressive and there was effort put into that. You go into the game, you're thinking you're going to get that. No, you you get stylized cutscenes. Oh, not even stylized. They use in-game models, but they put like a weird tint over it for some reason. So I don't know if it's supposed to make it look cinematic, but it doesn't. It makes it look like they took all the storyboards that they had for the game to animate. And it's like, oh, we ran out of time. Let's just put those in the game instead. And the mission structure is so damn bad. Everybody has to be in the same spot. And everybody has to choose. I would know the host player chooses the mission. And everybody has to be around the host in order for the mission to be accepted. Which is just really, really weird. Because everybody can actually, everybody's pretty much untethered. Everybody can go their own directions and do whatever they like. Uh, again, we had four players, me and another person, we had a mission to where we had two different objectives. So we're like, okay, let's just split up and take them both at the same time. That'd be kind of fun and cool. So me and one person went one way, the host and his girlfriend, uh, they stuck together as a team and they went to another direction for another, uh, uh, for another mission. 
Well, the thing is, Taylor, the game does not adjust for the players. So I was level eight or nine and my buddy and his girlfriend was like level three and our friend who had just joined was level one. The, 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 the uh, vampires did not adjust for the level one player, which you think would be kind of cool, but they also doesn't adjust for the level nine player. So I'm going around like one shotting everything that comes our path. I'm like taking out zo zombies. I keep on saying zombies. I keep taking out vampires with like two or three shots of my pistol. I'm taking out uh, humans with just one shot, not even headshots, just one shot with a pistol. And I'm just running amok in here, running through missions. I'm just like, man, they did not adjust for players here. It's adjusted just for the host. Level three host, level three enemies, I suppose, because I was just running through those things. And the design choices in this game make no sense to me, Taylor. So yes, this has been a very disappointing launch. I'm glad I did not play this on my Series X because if I had to play this at 30 frames, I'd have been really mad because some of the connection issues in this game is ridiculous. We had friends get stuck in geometry. Uh, we had people floating around, not just the enemies. They were floating around too. And I'm not talking about the, uh, the, the vampires that can levitate. No, I'm talking about getting stuck in walls, stuck in beds, uh, stuck on cars. I had a, I had a vampire who's attacking me teleport into a car and get stuck to where I couldn't attack it. It couldn't attack me. And another time we had vampires that would just stand there and look at us while we just unloaded lead into it. And just today, Taylor, I loaded into the game to get a refresher to be like, maybe things have gotten better. As soon as I loaded into the game, the game loaded me into a bed mattress in a corner to where I couldn't move. And the only way I got out of it was by fast traveling to another area. And it was, just, I'm bewildered by how bad this is. And mind you, this game was supposed to come out last year. They had a huge delay and it's still this, just this, this awful mess. And I cannot understand how this was the one that they were like, okay, it's good enough for us to release while we patch it up. I, I, I am curious as to what the game looked like and how it ran last year when the game was supposed to come out. So for starters, I, again, have not played Redfall. Needs to be very clear. I have been steering away from this game like the plague ever since it came out because all I have seen are really just the reviews, which have not been great. I've seen screenshots on YouTube and Reddit. I have seen... Skill Up's review. Skill Up's review of this game is superb. It's a fantastic review. Definitely recommend it. I'll leave a link to that in the description as well. It's whereas like vampires will just sit there and let you shoot them. They'll sometimes, like you mentioned, Michael get stuck. The AI is so bad that like at one point he was just sitting behind a chair and the vampire was just attacking the chair instead of him. And it's just it was just so bad of a game. And I say all of this to be like you said that this was midfall. I have yet to hear you say a good thing about it. So uh, this game has a, it, again, its general consensus seems to be ranging from meh to pretty bad. But I want to hear more of the meh because so far the best parts I've heard of about this game, the only positivity I've heard about this game is from VGC's review, really. And maybe Windows Central's. Uh, well, some of the nice things I will say, I do like the art style. 
All right, I do think the R-Star is pretty cool. Um, oh, no, uh, when we were playing multiplayer, we did find one cool thing. So surrounding the area, uh, they're invisible, well, they're not so invisible uh, barricade wall that they have, is this huge amount of water that somehow is stuck in midair that's blocking your way from getting out of Redfall, which looks really cool. And if you shoot at it, you, your bullets actually make an impact with it and you can see it ripple and it looks really cool. And like, we just sat there for like 30 seconds shooting our ammunition into this water because <laughs> it looks so cool. And we're like, yo, this is awesome. The problem is you can see what a good game it could be. Uh, but the problem is because of how much promise it has and because it's arcane and you're expecting cool characters, you're expecting uh, a good story. When those two things failed, you're like, oh, crap. Okay, all the bugs, all the connection issues, that's all amplified because I'm getting nothing fun out of this. And the, the gunplay isn't bad. It's okay. It's not like Halo tight, but, you know, I've played worse shooters. Um, the mission structure is just bare bones bad because it feels like MMOs that makes you, like, try to level up early by, like, Go here, get this, come back, drop it off, go here. That's pretty much the loop of Redfall. And I'm well over 10 hours into the game. And everything is go halfway across the map, uh, fight this small area of enemies, grab this key, grab this thingamajig, put it here. Now go shoot more things. Okay, now come all the way back to the, uh, the fire station and pick a new mission and do it all over again. And at first I was like, whatever, that's the loop. Okay. Taylor, there were multiple times where it took you back to the same spot to do pretty much the same mission and pretend it was a new part of the story. And it made it seem like I wasn't going to notice. Like I was just at this record store. There's no way you're telling me that this open world is that small. And then when you kind of go around it, it really is kind of that small, Taylor, to where you're like, Wow, you are going to put multiple missions in the same area and respawn the same enemies. And that's when the loop is broken because you're like, I'm doing the first mission over and over again on my 10th mission. Why am I still doing this? This is kind of boring. And the main reason it's boring is because you see all the enemies within the first five hours, I would say. Uh, you don't really get a whole lot of variety out of there. And while you're trying to run around searching for things... Taylor, I hate to tell you, man, but the world is kind of empty. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, I know you saw the skill up uh, video. You showed it to me. And the one thing I didn't really, I wasn't really going to talk about until I saw that skill up review of where the guy was running around and everything's been empty. I hate to tell you, Taylor, but it's absolutely true. It is so bare bones. The world itself is so bare bones that it doesn't feel like an arcane studio game. It feels like a brand new studio that wants to show off what they can do with multiplayer and this and that, and that, yeah, we can do a looter shooter too. I'm sorry, but looter shooters have gotten to the point to where something this bare bones, it's not acceptable, all right? Destiny, uh, Borderlands, you know, those kind of things. They've done looter, of course, Borderlands, because they pretty much birthed looter shooters. But those two games are the epitome of what we expect from looter shooters. We expect new weapons. We expect better stats. One of the things that makes this so bad, Taylor, what makes it mid is that it's unrewarding. Every piece of gear you find is so randomized that you don't really feel like you're 
progressing. I've had like so many shotguns and pistols to the point to where everything I find, I don't even want to like explore anymore. I don't want to open cases. I don't want to open lockers because they, they give you two different ways you can do it. It's like, oh, you can hack this or you can pick the locks. And most of the times when you pick a lock or you hack into a locker after the first four or five hours, those weapons become so pathetic that you're just like, why am I wasting my time searching around when all the weapons I get are no better than the weapons I had two, three hours ago? And that, and I think that's the biggest problem with the loop is that it does not feel rewarding. So moving on to Xbox's role in all of this, it's not a hot take to say that this hasn't been Xbox's year so far. And to go further with this, it's been a horrible two weeks for the company, which brings me back to the days of the 2014 Xbox One reveal. Head of Xbox Phil Spencer joined the Kind of Funny Games podcast and talked about a plethora of topics from the Activision Blizzard deal to Redfall's poor release and reception. So here's what Spencer had to say when asked about Redfall's reception. Quote, There's nothing that's more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community. I've been part of it for a long time. I obviously work on Xbox. I'm head of the business. I have a lot of friends and get a lot of feedback. And just to watch the community lose confidence, be disappointed, I'm disappointed, I'm upset with myself. I kind of revisit our process. I think back to the announcement of 60 frames per second, and then we weren't shipping 60 frames per second. That was our punch in the chin, rightfully, a couple of weeks ago. And then seeing the game come out, the critical response was not what we wanted. And it's disappointing. And to pick myself up, what can we learn? How can we be, how can we be better? One thing I'll fight is what went wrong. There's clearly quality and execution things we can do, but one thing I won't do is push against the creative aspirations of our teams. I know a lot of people will say, Hey, you got teams, teams that know how to do one kind of game. Just force them to do that one kind of game that they have proven track record for. And I'm just not a believer in that. Maybe that means that I'll under-deliver for some of our fans out there. But when a team like Rare wants to go do Sea of Thieves, when a team like Obsidian wants to do Grounded, when Tango wants to go do Hi-Fi Rush, when everybody probably thought they would be doing The Evil Within 3, I want to give the teams the creative platform to go and push their ability, push their aspirations, but I also need to have a great selection of games that continue to come that surprise and delight our fans. And we under-delivered on that. And for that, I apologize. It's not what I expect, not what I want, but it's ours to deliver. And quote. Spencer was then asked what goes into the decision into delaying a game and what is the balance in shipping a game with problems? Spencer replied, quote, If I think about a team's execution on a game, there's we had a creative vision and did we realize that vision through the game that we created? That's not a delay question and the answer is no. Like, you can't take something that you started on. This isn't a Redfall-specific conversation, but we will build games that review in the high 80s and we will build games that review in the 60s. I mean, it's just kind of part of being in the game publishing, and if you're afraid of that, then you shouldn't be in the entertainment business. 
you shouldn't be in the gaming business. That said, every time we deliver on something below our own internal expectations that surprise us, we should check our process. I don't look at review scores on Redfall, and there are quality issues, and we are working on those. But I think there's a fundamental piece of feedback that the game isn't realizing the creative vision that it had for its players. That doesn't feel like a, hey, just delay it. That feels like a, the game had a goal to do one thing, and when players are actually playing, they aren't feeling that thing. They aren't feeling the creative execution of the team, end quote. Spencer went on to say, quote, I'm a huge supporter of Arcane Austin. Their track record is awesome. I love a lot of the great games they ha- that they have built. This one, where the team didn't hit their internal goals when it launched, I think it's maybe a little simplistic to say, if you would have just delayed it three months, the core creative of the game would have delivered on something that was different than what it was, end quote. Spencer continue, uh, concluded his answer by saying, quote, At some point, we have to have a creative vision and put the game out. Reviewers and players will tell us what they think, end quote. Before I turn it over to you, Michael, I got one last excerpt to read out. Spencer talked about his projections that Redfall had pre-release. Quote, We do mock reviews for every game that we launch, and this is like double digits lower where we thought we would be with this game through those. That's one of the disappointing things. We would never strive to launch a game that we thought was going to review in the low 60s is not our part is not part of our goals. If you look at our review scores over the past year, and this is not a defense at all, I think teams have done a much better job in upping the level of quality of games that we've shipped. Some of those games first shipped on PlayStation, but still, when I go through the list of games, you still have to build a game, you still have to ship a game, and this game was significantly below our internal metrics in terms of what it actually reviewed. But that's not on anybody but us. We have to own that. End quote. Spencer said Xbox and Arcane are committed to Redfall and improving it, along with seeming self-aware that his, that his eventual spiel is at a low point with the gaming community at the moment, and fully admitting that the company did not deliver on Xbox's 2022 12-month plan. I think this topic does deserve some nuance here because it's not any one person's fault that Redfall failed to meet expectations. For me, I do think at the end of the day, this horrendous release does fall on Phil Spencer because he is the guy. He's the boss over at Xbox. And with that, and I think Phil Spencer admits this in the interview, with the position he has, the money he makes, it also comes with being the person who takes the blame as well. And admittedly, Spencer did do a lot for Xbox over the past decade. However, this does feel like Xbox is running out of time to make quality first-party games, especially when you look at Nintendo and PlayStation and all the games that they're making like Zelda and God of War, the Marvel Spider-Mans, the Horizon Zero Dawns, etc., That all being said, I think this was a masterclass interview from Phil Spencer here. And I highly recommend checking out the Kind of Funny Games interview. Link is in the description. So I gotta give him credit where it's due here. Michael, what are your thoughts on this interview and what do you think this means for Xbox in the future? 
So we all know that I'm quite critical on Phil. Uh, I enjoy Xbox. I love I, I, I love the I love the brand. I really do. Um, you're pretty vocally you like Phil Spencer, but you're very critical of him at the same time. Yeah, yeah, like 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 I'm with three four three. I think that's one of the problems. Yeah, it's with like me. <laughs> I like three four three, but I'm very critical of them too. So yeah, maybe it's just an Xbox thing. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's that's the most frustrating thing. Um, and I'm glad Phil actually came out and I talked about that during his interview. Uh, that he recognized that the community as a whole. All right, this isn't just us being crybabies. Just us as a whole being disappointed for years honestly like yeah we get some cool stuff like uh like a hi-fi rush and you're like oh shit they can actually do some cool games okay let's let's go you got all these studios i'm excited again and then you get redfall like you said earlier one of two big games that's supposed to come out this year for xbox like this was our big AAA game, Hi-Fi Rush, shows that hey, yeah, we still got some creative stuff coming out. Uh, we can still, we, not everything has to be hyper realistic. We can still do comedy. We can still do fun games. Uh, Psychonauts Two was a game uh, that showed that they could still do fun. But then again, that was before uh, Microsoft had like a whole lot of say with Double Fine. Yeah, but twenty twenty three was just it was set to be the, the year, year for Redfall and then Starfield. Those two yeah. games, Starfield more so. Like, don't give me if this was Starfield and it flopped. We are having a far bigger conversation. Yeah, I think I think uh, Starfield is the bigger hyped one than uh, Redfall. Uh, but you know, you can't go two for two and flops. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you just can't. So you know, um, Phil has been hyping up these games. Like, yeah, we're super excited. We got all. The, look at all these games we got coming out. Avow. We got a new uh, Fable game. We got a new Perfect Dark. You know, we got Elder Scrolls. We got a couple of new games that has never been announced that we're going to bring out to you that we're going to talk about real soon. Yada, yada, yada. So you're like, all right, Phil, this is it. The Series X is out there. People can fight, finally buy it in stores. So, you know, the whole COVID thing is done. And he even talked about like, like I'm sick of I'm sick of COVID being like an excuse. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. He admits that, you know, the time has passed. We have to get the ball rolling. Uh, and then you see stuff like, what Sony and Nintendo is bringing out with Breath of the Wild and even Animal Crossing and God of War Ragnarok and Last of Us. He's just like, where's that for Xbox? Like, where, where's where's our big games where we're like, yeah, this is why I have a Series X. This is why I have the most powerful console. These graphics are legit. The sound is legit because we use Dolby uh, Atmos. We we have Dolby Cinema uh, with HDR, HDR10. You know, we, 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 we have... 12 teraflops that 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 the bubs are going to be using to really push what games can do and look and sound and then you get redfall he's just like gosh darn it phil we keep putting our faith in you when when is it going to be rewarded to us when are we going to get our last of us when are we going to get our god of war ragnarok when are we going to get our breath of the wild when are we going to get something beyond forza all right because that last halo yeah. game was so disappointing that really the only game anybody looks forward to is Forza because that's the turn 10 and Playground Studios they seem to deliver what's wrong with that what's, what's going on with the other studios and so like as an Xbox fan I am severely disappointed of, of what we've got so far Hi-Fi Rush was such a good start I was like oh my goodness you guys you had this presentation you killed it and then you showed off Hi-Fi Rush and then you shadow dropped it the very same day it's like okay 
the ball is rolling. We're finally getting it. And we're going to get Starfield. We're going to get uh, Redfall. They're going to be good. Oh, man. we got, They got Zenimax. Zenimax is throwing out all kind of games with their with Tango and Bethesda. We're going to get uh, Ghostwire Tokyo this year. Oh, man. This is it. This, this, this is going to be Xbox year. This is going to be the year that gets the ball rolling. And Tokyo... Uh, I'm sorry, Ghostwire Tokyo came and went. Even Xbox fans didn't really hype it up a whole lot, including myself. And then we get Redfall. I'm just like, gosh, darn it. This was a new IP from a studio we all love and trust. A, a one that was that one that wasn't gonna be on PlayStation. This is gonna be like the exclusive, right? This is our big first exclusive, which turns out our big first exclusive was Hi-Fi Rush. It's like it really seems like if you guys don't hype up these games, they do a lot better, but you know, whatever. Uh, but for Phil Spencer to come out and admit that, hey, man, this is on me. Uh, I'm the blame. He even said, like, I'm overpaid in the position that I'm in. But you mentioned, like, PlayStation has all these games. The Last of Us, Marvel Spider-Man, Horizon Zero Dawns. When is Xbox going to get that? Like, Nintendo, like, they're doing their own thing. PlayStation, they're making these, all the games I just mentioned there, making all these single-player cinematic adventures there and for a long long time that they have been the last major platform wanting to do cross play and cross saving and all this stuff yep and go on pc slowly but surely i'm not saying that they're anywhere near the level of xbox because that is a flat-out lie xbox i think is doing a phenomenal job of getting their brand into as many hands as possible. But that being said, I do think Sony is slowly but surely getting into that market. They're finally learning, like, you know what, maybe we should do that too. And whenever Sony manages to do that, whenever they manage to get PlayStation Plus onto PC, whenever they manage to do more accessible things, like Xbox has done with their controllers and all that stuff, that's going to leave Xbox now going, okay, what do you have that PlayStation doesn't have? And yeah. your answer for that, and the reason why this is such a big deal for not only like, oh, just PlayStation fan people who hate Xbox, but also for people who play Xbox who genuinely enjoy it are going, yeah, Redfall's release, it's a massive concern because what is next? The reason why it's a big deal is because what's next should be a game like the PS5s, uh, is like the Last of Us, the Ragnaroks, like Uncharted. Nintendo's about to have with Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. That should be what's next for Xbox. And instead, it just feels like they are running on the treadmill here and going nowhere because we're getting the same fucking franchises over and over. And it's not even like Nintendo. Nintendo has been living off of Zelda, Pokemon, and Mario, Mario for <laughs> decades. But still yeah. they innovate. Still they sell. Still they make fantastic games. Xbox, you got Halo Infinite, which was a flop. Gears 5 was really good. I think that did really well. But what was that, 2019? 2020? I, to be honest, I don't even really remember. Uh, the Coalition has been so quiet, I forgot when they last did anything. So my whole point being though is Xbox you gotta have that game. You gotta come out with Starfield or Fable or whatever the game's gonna be. Gears six, the next Halo. Something's gotta be a nine out of ten, ten out of ten, just purely because of the competition. Michael, how much do you wanna bet 
that there's going to be a bunch of 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 reviews for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, no, that's a given. That's <laughs> You know why? I'm not saying that being a biased Zelda fan. I'm saying that because I've seen the gameplay footage for this Because it's quality. It was quality. Because it looks like Breath of the Wild, but better. And Breath of the Wild already was a 10 out of 10. It was arguably the best Zelda game ever made. What do you think is going to happen when Marvel Spider-Man 2 comes out? Oh, those uh, 9s and 10s will be flying out the window. Unless something catastrophic happens, because we haven't seen gameplay from that. So maybe something catastrophic happens with Marvel Spider-Man 2, and it does I hope not. But I would admit, no, I hope not either. It's now, at this point, with Dead Island out of the way, it's my new most anticipated game of the year. <laughs> but <laughs> my point being, what do you think happens when Marvel Spider-Man 2 gets released? It's going to be a bunch of great reviews. It's going to have a great reception. And we're saying this because we've we've seen it happen so many times. It's their track record. We can look at these things and go, yeah, Spider-Man's going to do well. Yeah, I just can't wait to play it. It's not an if, it's a win. It's not an if, it's a win with Zelda. It's an if with Xbox. Well, yeah, and we're going to keep rooting for them. We're going to keep hoping that something good comes out. Because, you know, we both have Xboxes. We both like the brand. And we both want to do well because we like this. We like this system. We like we like we like Xbox, and yeah, we like PlayStation. We like Nintendo. We like PC. We like games. But yeah, man, Phil, you still got my hopes, man. I I, I know I'm critical on things, but I really do hope that the vision that you have that you that you slightly shared with us because you didn't want to overhype things. I hope it does happen because it sounds like the visions you have. It's the vision that Xbox needed back on the Xbox One where you took over late. So I really do hope this is going to be the console, the console generation for you, man. I really do. Well, I guess he took over late in the regard that he took over when the Xbox first came out. And they couldn't, you know. Yeah, no, there was no saving it. Yeah, there was no <laughs> saving it. And he's like, oh, man, I, I felt bad for Phil because, like, at the time, everybody's like, are you going to be the next piece of shit that's going to ruin Xbox? And he's been trying so hard. To bring Xbox back to where it was back in the 360 days, and it's like, man, Phil is really trying, and you know, I was, and that's why I'll always give him props, and I will always have hope in him. I will always express my frustration when something goes wrong, but I'm never gonna put it to where I think Phil Spencer can't do this. For me, it's he can. The problem is it hasn't happened yet, and I really do hope it does because it sounds like his vision for Xbox everywhere being a legitimate thing sounds really awesome and, and really hope back, it works out you know what the one thing that they're missing oh what's that great games <laughs> consistently that's yeah. very important consistently great games that's what they're really missing yeah yeah he talks about he made it he made an effort to put the emphasis on quality it's like yeah we want to get these games out with quality it's like, all right, man, we're going to hold you up to that too now because, well, we always were, but like we see that he's really talking about like we need to bring out not just games, but quality games, which I feel is him saying that if we need to delay a game, we will. And he's proven that he's willing to give a game a whole year. So I'm like, okay, so Phil does believe in quality. So I don't know what's going on with this release or with Halo's release, but hey, at least we know that Phil is willing to pump the brakes and say, hey, you, you need some more time? Eight months, 10 months, 12 months, 13 months. Okay, you got it. We're going on Game Pass, but we also want this to be the game that people look at. So yes, I'm going to give you time for quality. So I so hey, 
big ups to uh, Phil for at least letting us know that he will continuously go for quality over quantity. You make great games and people will see that. People will flock to your brand there. And I know some people think that's too simplistic. And to that, I go, look at Hello Games with No Man's Sky. <laughs> no. That is a perfect yeah. example. No, I, hate that. I hate that scale. example. I'm going to tell you right now, buddy, I hate that example because Redfall is in the same boat to where it came out as shit to where everybody, even people who were hyped for it, hate it not hate it but like super disappointed in it and it really it really does put the emphasis on release now fix later i know that's not phil spencer's philosophy yeah and also i think redfall is a bad comparison because fundamentally it seems like people are like i'm not sure this would have worked no man's sky fundamentally people like the idea they just hated the execution because there yeah. wasn't anything there but yeah. my point comparing this situation to no man's sky is they just got their heads down and they got to work, and they created a bunch of great content for people playing. And slowly but surely, not only did more people continue to play and then buy No Man's Sky, but then they actually started getting all the goodwill back. And if you want another example, look at PlayStation. Now, I know they had the PS4, and the PS4 was the better-selling console. But you had the all of the franchises we've already named. You make great games, people are going to play your brand. It's pretty freaking simple. Yeah, that PlayStation 3 generation was tough for them. And yep. they took that and, and they turned it around. It. All right, so Taylor, I knew we, we, we went out longer than we thought we were. I know you have to get out of here, buddy. Yeah. So tell us, man, what are you working on and where can we find you? You could find me on Discord, link for which is in the description of this episode. Where can people find you? I thought you were going to say the Discord is in the Discord and it's link. I was like, well, that's Discordception. But you can find me on Twitter at M underscore M-O-S-L-E-Y underscore J-R. And you can also find me on Twitch at FoxDaddy. That's F-0-X-D-A-D-D-Y. And you can see me and my friends get frustrated at Redfall. Alrighty. Taylor, is there anything else that we need to know about before we get out of here? Nah, not really. Join our Discord. The link is in the description. Uh, we do have a Patreon account if you wish to support us. If you do wish to support us, we greatly appreciate you. And you can see the tiers in the Patreon. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. Rodos, and we will see you all next week with more gaming news.